drop. Uh, hey Joey. Hey man. What what are you looking at over there? Well, I was just kind of going through the notes um, from when I first started the show, and there's different movies that I wanted to get wanted to cover. Okay. I mean, it's, there's quite a few cool movies on here that we've taken a look at, like the Flintstones and Batman and Robin, and oh look, Phantom Menace, first episode right there. Huh, even underlined it. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I think we've got almost everything on the list covered, except this one. I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah. Think we should. Uh, think we should take a look at old Hugh Jackman. I guess it depends. Like, are we talking about Wolverine or? Oh no. <laughs> nope. You would think it would be Wolverine, specifically, especially Wolverine Origins. But no, I've got I've got something fun in mind. Okay. All right. I'm down. Right on. All right, boys. Strap in, kids. We're talking about Pan. studio with me today with brother jeremiah Campbell. hello hello hello, hello. um yeah so when i first put the sh- when we first were putting the show together i had a i had a pretty lengthy list of films that i knew i wanted to talk about i knew they had something to say i knew that they were better than what people gave them credit for and you know the, the list was on there the crystal skull um um we said, you know, we mentioned Batman and Robin, Coneheads, all these freaking movies, but this one I had the heck of a time at the beginning. Like nobody, it just nobody, it wasn't drawing anybody's attention. No one really cared about it. I saw it at the theater when it first came out in 2015, and I thought it was a delight. And it never ever took off. It was actually quite, and and for some for a couple of reasons why. It, you know why it was uh, maligned, so to speak. But um, so we're talking about Pan. Came out September. Nope, that was in that was in the UK, October ninth, twenty fifteen. Pan, Jeremiah. We want, we want, what do you want? To, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Pan for a little bit. Well, first off, I got duped by that London release. I was gonna like give you a good reason originally. For what? that September release of why this was not this movie didn't go over well, and only because of because I knew you would like it, and that was because on the same day it got released in London, they the 20th, released September twentieth. They released uh, WWE Night of Champions, so I figured that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that's why it was did the, so horrible. But then was, I was like, Damn was it. a, a <laughs> night of cha- a WWE Night of Champions pay per view? Yeah, I was like, that's why nobody went. But of then course. I was like, oh wait, that's London. Shit. <laughs> well, t- nobody went and saw it in London either. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, more people saw it there than here. Yes, that is true. Um, looking at the numbers. Um, it grossed $128 million, but that doesn't, that sounds like a lot, but that's worldwide. <laughs> and, um, and that was, um, behind its second largest, uh, market, which was, uh, China. The first one being America. 
It had a budget of $150 million. But they also, to market this thing, they spent another $100 million to market with previews and print ads and things like that. So the budget was huge. Critically, it was not well received at all. Um, It is sitting at the Rotted Tomatoes. Like twenty, it's like twenty, yeah, it's like twenty or thirty percent on on Rotten Tomatoes. Regardless, to me, I oh, there's so much good stuff in this movie. Like, I can't. Oh, I, I, this was another film that I really hadn't watched it since I'd seen it uh, a few years ago. But I, I knew I loved it, and then watching it today just reminded me why I loved it so much and why I thought it was so fun. you had never seen it before, right? No, I've seen it before. I think okay. I saw it in theater, too. You may have seen yeah. it with me, for all I know. <laughs> Probably. I, I know I took my brother Matt to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's great. But, I mean, there's some glaring reasons as to why people were kind of upset about it. And, and, we'll, and we'll talk about that for sure. But no, um, Let's not talk about that at all. <laughs> yeah, let's not address the elephant in the room. <laughs> A... <laughs> a tiger lily sized elephant in the room yeah for sure who i thought in the context like if you if you told me on paper that tiger lily is going to be played by a british girl yeah i could see where that would be a problem right but then you see the movie you and you're see like the way it's presented and like yeah. how many different races of people there are mm-hmm. in the film like yeah i mean the like the leader of the of the the clan or whatever they're like yeah. is is aborigine you know so yeah it's pretty cool like, yeah a lot yeah lots of different races and it doesn't really they're definitely not native american like they were in the yeah, traditional none of them story are. no well they're not even presented as native american they, to me they look like a hobby lobby tribe <laughs> like it's a very pinteresting tribe as far as what's what their costumes and outfits it looks are made like out of fraggle rock blew up into life it people. does yeah they do look <laughs> <laughs> the headdresses they they do look like fraggle rock people <laughs> so <clears throat> all right so we're 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 jumping the gun a little bit so pan starts off if if you're not familiar is the origin story uh, essentially a public domain character. That's probably why they were able to make this movie and why every few years there is a Peter Pan movie. There was actually one in 2003 with Jason Isaacs that was freaking ridiculously awesome. <laughs> that one was a lot of fun. Did you see that one? You probably I did you, not. You didn't see the Jason Isaacs as Captain Hook? No, I don't believe so. So, yeah, that one's really good. Now, this one is an origin story, and it tells the story of how Peter Pan made it to Neverland and things like that. What it basically does is there's characters that you know, but it doesn't set up anything as far as their relationships. It's an origin story, basically. Yeah, it is an origin story. If it was a superhero movie. Yeah, it's definitely an origin story. What I love how the, the liberties they took with it, because I believe Peter Pan is in the public domain, and which basically you can pretty much do anything you want with this character. And boy, did they do that. So Peter Pan is an orphan in the early 1900s. I think it's World War One, isn't it? Or uh, World two. War Two. Is it World War Two? Yeah. He is an orphan in, in World War Two, Britain. And he is... One night, he, he's laying in his bunk with his friends, 
and all of a sudden pirates stay with us with her <laughs> stay with us on this uh pirates start like bunching bungee cording in and snatching kids out of their bed and taking them up onto their pirate ship now to start it's really cool i liked the way like the the things that make peter pan aren't necessarily like he's afraid of heights and but he's mouthy right and and he, he also is illiterate which i thought was an interesting thing and they explain why he's illiterate later on but when you first meet him he's illiterate he can't read um and the movie opens with him as a baby being dropped off at the orphanage, which I thought was hilarious because the mom can do like superhuman things. And never once do you see her carrying the baby. She's just kind of like folded up in her coat. And then all of a sudden there's this baby that's clearly like six months old. <laughs> um, but it's it's touching and it's really fun. And I mean, there's all the tropes are there. All, there's there's a, there's a mean nun. Um, it's It's kind of an oppressive place. Yeah, I like how that's how, like, pirates are stealing the kids to yeah. work in a mine. Yeah. And it's because a greedy nun. Like, yeah. she has pirate treasure in her office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter so Pan like, and his friend she's getting Nibs. paid off with gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, break into, like, her, her, her office, and there's, yeah, pirate gold. <laughs> At first off, I was like, wow, there's weird. All right. But she's got all the provisions and rations and things like that. And then you find out why that she's just basically selling the children, these boys, to these pirates. The pirates in this are hilarious because each one, if you look close, they're really detailed. Yeah, and they're all like completely different. They're all different. Yeah, they're all different. They all have personalities. Like that's the one thing that, if you want to give crap to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, unless your name is Johnny Depp, you are basically just a pirate, and there's no. There's not even even the ones that were like underwater pirates were still kind of like just kind of blended together into big old blobs of pirate. But these guys are all they've got face makeup and each one is brightly colored and different. Right, it's and like rad. a they're more like carnies. Yeah, yeah. Instead of pirates. Good call. There's yeah, like they're clowns like clowns. Yeah, there's like clowny carnies. Cool. Oh yeah, that's really cool. I mean, they're coming off bungee cords already. So yeah, they're jumping off <laughs> bungee cords to get the snatch up the kids. So, I mean. It, Leading up to them showing up, you kind of see it coming that, okay, something's going about to happen. So the pirates come in. They start snatching up kids. Peter Pan, or Peter, whatever. Yeah, Peter at this point um, is taken with them. And then what follows, I thought just it, I always almost jumped out of my seat. I thought it was so cool. And I I totally forgot how cool it was, was the sky battle between a pirate ship and World War II planes right. <laughs> over London. And it was awesome because the pirate ship is actually like really fast and maneuvering really cool for a kid that grew up with pirate ship Legos. That's what I wanted to see. None of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies had that, had a ship that was doing that kind of stuff. Flying through the air, and it was just so cool. Like sliding sideways on the water. Oh yeah, so. doing 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 Tokyo drifting <laughs> on the water. Oh, it was so cool. Oh, I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, and then there he goes. And then he, once that's over, they're on their way to Neverland, and the trip to Neverland. Again, the coolest trip to Neverland right? you've ever seen in movies. It's like they 
go up to space and yep. they fall through an ocean, but then they fall through some more space. And yeah, they hit an ocean. Yeah, and then they <laughs> fall through it again. And then they land on water. You think, all right, cool. They they made it. And then all of a sudden, the water goes away. And they're like flying. And then they're flying. And there's again. water bubbles. And like yeah, the flight creatures these, inside of them and shit. Yeah, just <laughs> big gigantic water balls and these huge fish are inside. And these birds are flying around and the fish are jumping out of their little bubbles to catch the birds. And oh, so cool. Oh, it was so cool. Really pretty. <laughs> I, I I was mesmerizing. My TV is shit. Uh, and maybe I, maybe this is one of the like, reasons, like, other than the elephant reason, yeah, like that it, this movie didn't do that well. Is originally like they pushed the release back. I'm sure because of the elephant reason, but yeah, um, and dealing with that. But it was supposed to be like first and foremost directly to IMAX. Was it and really? They didn't do that. They just released it regular, just regular theatrical, theatrical release. Theater. Okay. So imagine seeing all that stuff. On an IMAX oh, screen. That's a shame that they didn't get an IMAX yeah. release. Because, yeah, some of those shots were just beautiful. The 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 airplane chase and that scene. And the CGI is good. Like Yeah, except I, I will I will give it crap for the when it CGI's a person. Yeah, like that, Peter. Like himself. Peter looks garbage. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine like Harry Potter and the full and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, Harry riding movie. an ogre oh, or, like, or a troll. Or Neville falling off the broom. Kind of yeah, like, that just... is just awful. <laughs> um, I, I almost hate when they do that because you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing he, we as humans, we I talked about this the other day with the Uncanny Valley at the Country Bears show. Like, we could see it if it's not real. And anything that looks like human but not kind of is off-putting to us. Yeah. And when it when it's not real, like if your whole movie is that way, if you're liking watching a Beowulf movie or Northern uh, Polar okay. Express, I mean you you get accustomed to it and it's okay. Right. Or a CG, or a Pixar movie, but when it's like real life, then and then that fantastical and then scene where you have mm-hmm. to CGI it, it's yep not so great. Yep. <laughs> so he's he, so Peter is brought to Neverland, and Never Neverland is not the one that you would recognize from Disney. Oh hell no, <laughs> nope. It is a wasteland. Not actually a wasteland. It's a gigantic, intricate mine uh, mining operation. It's huge, <laughs> and it is way overpopulated. I thought, <laughs> like, right. hey, we just went and got twenty boys, but there's like a thousand people that live here on this little island already. <laughs> Like, if I wanted to give a shit, that was like, wow, there's a lot of people here already uh, mining Pixum. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Crystallized pixie dust is what they're mining for. Um, I just don't know. They never explain, like, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. that It's like, yeah, it is. It's totally a MacGuffin. That's for sure. So they get, so they arrive. They get to the mining camp where they're snatch all these boys. And then in walks... The most, one of the most underrated <laughs> performances I have seen in a very long time. Aesthetically, the way he moves, the way he he does his thing, freaking Hugh Jackman as Blackbeard the pirate. <laughs> and you look at the poster, it's like, oh, that's Captain Hook. No, yeah, no, sir. That, my friends, is Blackbeard the pirate. Oh, he's, like, so immersive in that character. Oh, We're, you don't even recognize him. I know. We watched it today, and uh, Casey is like, we're just watching it. She's not really paying attention. She's like, is that Hugh Jackman? 
I was like, yeah. She was like, yeah. I didn't even know it was him. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's grotesque. He's got a weird, I don't know if he's got wearing like a prosthetic in his teeth because like he moves his mouth differently. Yeah. I mean, I've watched a lot of Hugh Jackman. He's, he's a, an Australian treasure, but <laughs> like I have never noticed him to talk that way or act that way. Probably the biggest gayest character I've ever seen him play. Right. Oh my gosh. This, the, his costumes alone yeah. are just god damn the big, like ribbon flowy crap yeah, off the back of his flowy dress off his and overcoat and yeah stuff. and gigantic gigantic sleeve just the cuffs like like billy porter does like amazing things when he shows up to the red carpets but oh shit uh, hugh jackman's got the got the glam goth down <laughs> in this his wig that's got specific curls that almost go into vents behind in the is Oh my gosh, it's just damned. Oh, I I love it. And then the at first it was off putting, but the more I kind of rem uh, kind of mulled it over, I, I I liked it. At first, like all the people in the in the in the in the the giant crowd, it's very reminiscent of like Mad Max when they're all standing on the cliff looking over yeah, Morton yeah. Joe, or in or in Black Panther when they're watching the ceremony. Um, it's very uh, like a huge cliff with lots of people, and they're all singing uh, uh, Teen Spirit, which, again, we've seen before in Moulin Rouge, done lots better in Moulin Rouge, but he's it's it's almost a musical number, but he's the most half-assed singing it ever. He's just walking, like, talking under his breath. Yeah, he's like. singing under his breath. <laughs> until he gets to the stage area. Yeah, like until his, he gets to the thing. area. Where he... Yeah. So they can see him better. And then he kind of like gets into it. And then like, you think he like, at first off, you're like, wow, he's really just phoning this in. And then you watch it like, oh shit. No, that's deliberate what he's doing. Right. Oh my God. It's <laughs> so good. Holy smokes. So he does this. And then, and then that's when he lays out the plot. You work hard. Um, you'll be rewarded. You don't. <laughs> you'll get all the sweets or whatever. Yeah. You'll get the confectionaries. <laughs> and everybody loses his mind. Oh, I yeah. loved it. The confectionaries. <laughs> And and if you don't work, then you'll be shown no mercy. You'll be like, it was very, do good, you'll get rewarded. You don't, you won't. You'll and that's, die. It, you'll die. And it There's was, no second chances. No, it's okay. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, I did want to mention too, in, I noticed when they were before, I'm backtracking a little bit, when they before they leave uh, London to go to Neverland, when there, when, you, when there is the plane versus pirate ship chase, in the war room, it's all women. Right, it's all blonde women <laughs> that are doing the that are that are that are, and the pilots keep calling her mum. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, I thought that was. I, I liked it. Um, I like when they like say when they're describing it, and the guy, pilot's like, uh, "Well, uh, it looks like a like a a sailing ship or a yeah. boat." And then they go down to the war table, and there just happens to be like a sailing ship. They on put a the, boat. Yeah. On on the, the, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool. So, and then that's it. And then, so then Peter just starts toiling away in the mines. And then he meets a very cool representation of, I mean, it's not a spoiler because they, they tell you that flat out in the, in the preview, but of Captain Hook, you know, these two, you know, if you're familiar with the Peter Pan story, are pretty, pretty big. I mean, that's your good guy. That's your bad guy. This movie, Captain Hook is a cowboy. Yeah. Which at first I'm like, oh, you know, how old are you? Know, how long has he been here? Like an eternity. 
So I was like, yeah, he probably got pulled there in the 1800s or something like that. And he's just still there 100 years later and he hasn't aged. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This kid that plays Captain Hook was awesome the way he did it. What he reminded me of was the way Carl Urban played Bones in the Star Trek reboot movies. He's got a, like a southern drawl to it. He's kind of like a cowboy. But yeah. it's really cool. He's got a very he's a very <laughs> bombastic character, but he also is just like like a loner. But he's like cool. Like, it's like oh it's like true grit. He's like talking almost with marbles in his mouth. Almost, yeah. He's got marbles <laughs> in his mouth. Yeah. But it's just so cool. And you could see if you just sit and pause for a second and you could see it slowly becoming a pirate voice. If you're into like dialects and things like that, how like yeah, it would slide very easily. Like, imagine if it was the, the Captain Hook from Disney, but he was in a Western. Right. And how he would talk is how this guy talks. And it was, I really liked I liked the way the style, and I liked the way he performed that. He did a really cool job. I really enjoyed him. Yeah, Garrett Hedlund. Yeah, Garrett yeah, Hedlund. I don't know why he's not in more stuff. Yeah, he, he was did, cool. He did an awesome job in that movie. Yeah, everybody in this film just does a really good job. Even, even Rora Mooney, who, I mean, she was from, like, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, like you don't you don't recognize her at all. But I also really like the guy Adil Akhtar. Yeah, that plays Shmi, Shmi, who's like yeah. a little uh, yeah, an, an Arabic man. <laughs> yeah, but it's awesome. Like, but he's dressed like a like an aeronaut or something. Yeah, like. he's got like a a, a fight. Yeah, <laughs> and even his glasses look like almost like flight aviator goggles gla- yeah. or something. Yeah, Smi and this was really cool too. I really liked it. Um. And then kind of things kind of go from there. Uh, the idea is to escape, and uh, they Peter Pan gets like in trouble, and so in a really cool scene where you know you're 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 tried by the by the crowd, they boo or cheer you if you want mercy or not, <laughs> and no one's ever you know it's rare that they're ever shown mercy, and so. <laughs> Blackbeard just like kicks these chi- this child off of a of a, of a blank. It was so funny, and that's when he learns that Peter like inadvertently can fly. Of sorts, like he gets it sort of, but and then he loses it right away. It's a very, it is a very like a savior kid character trope that's used a lot, kind of like in Harry Potter. I mean, if you, I mean, that's a pretty, yeah, this you know. Peter Pan is the savior. He's he's the one prophesized. So was Anakin Skywalker. So was Harry Potter. Like all these characters. So that in and itself isn't something that's way new, but I mean, it's kind of cool because it, it he's not just a kid that stumbled on there. Like he he actually came from there. So maybe right. I don't know. It might be, <laughs> but even still, I really liked that kid that played. Peter too like he wasn't I I, a a lot of these movies with these kid actors they're just so I I don't have a problem with them but a lot of them are so bland that even after the movie it totally like Freddie Highmore is the only one that I know that's jumped off or the kids (laughs) from or the kids from uh, um, a series of unfortunate events on Netflix like because I've recognized that one kid from there but a lot of kid actors I mean they're they're every they're every man like they kind of but this kid I don't know I liked him a lot he had he had he had a um, 
a believability to him that I really enjoyed. Yeah, he had some good scenes, like yeah, acting chop scenes versus yep, like you said, either they seem like super bland because they mm-hmm. never acted before and they're just trying to get this new face that nobody's seen, correct? Or it's yeah. completely the other way and they're just way over the top and yeah. just like yeah, nope. This kid was really believable. Really, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, and there's just really good. He actually had some really good chemistry with Captain Hook. He really did. Well, I mean, James Hook is what his name is. But, um, yeah, I, I love when he was he's fighting with him and he said, you know, none of this is, you know, because he thinks he's dreaming or something. He's like, none of this is real. It's like, you just got here on a flying pirate ship. I think real is, <laughs> like, like I, that was really cool. Um, Yeah, so the, the, the relationship between him and Hook are pretty interesting. It, it, it kind of goes back and forth, but... I mean, clearly they're they're on the same side. It's not like a, an uneasy alliance between these two. Um, so they escape the mine, and then they 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 travel in deep into the forest where they come up with neverbirds. Yeah, those which, are a little bit. Oh, uh, wow, well, that was <laughs> that's kind of rough. Yeah, that was way rough. So imagine, <clears throat> if you will, uh, Kevin the bird from Up, but with no bones, but still feathers <laughs> and big googly cartoon eyes that I think were unnecessary. Yeah. Um, so I, I liked what they represented, what they were supposed to be. They just looked really weird and out of place. These big—they look like they belong in an animated movie. They not, did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fantastical world, but nothing else was quite that. Nothing was fantastical, that, yeah. <laughs> except for like Blackbird Beard and the Pirates, which was a good like uh, like juxtaposition of like, okay, this is like this fanciful world, and then you have these grotesque clown people there, um, because even the the um, I don't want to try tread lightly on this. I've seen them called both things the 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 Piccadilly tribe, or is it Piccaninny? That's what I don't want it to. <laughs> not what I wanted to say. Oh, sorry. But, I said um, it. There you go. I, <laughs> um, that in and itself uh, is. I've been terrible, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to look here on what it's called, and it's they don't call it the Piccadilly or the that other word that, other word <laughs> that I tribe said. Sorry, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, but the tribe, the way it's the way it's presented, I I enjoyed when I first saw it. Um, so when you do get to the native that would have been the Native American scenes, and it's swapped out with. Probably the most comfortable costume I've ever seen anyone have to wear in a movie ever. I mean, it's all, it's very, it's very new bohemian yeah. look to it. You can totally see the yarn and puff balls and, and everything. Even, I, I couldn't tell if they were dying or if they were weapons they were using. Because when there's a big fight scene, it's... I think it's, that's how they die. And I was like, well, if that's how they die, that's even cool. Like, they just turned into bright yeah. paint powder. Yeah, they just turned into <laughs> paint powders that you would see, like, at a color run or in India yeah. when they do those fest- color festivals. Um, so it was kind of a weird uh, 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 a weird combination of, like, different different stereotypes kind of all mashed in together. There was even a kickboxer, an Asian martial <laughs> artist. That Captain Hook has to fight on, on a trampoline. On trampolines, <laughs> yeah, it, it, weird as hell. But even but that whole cool. camp, the whole camp is like all bright colors. It's and, very yeah, it's, it's bright colors and circusy and yeah, it looks like it was done in a Michael's craft store and 
Just I, I, li- I liked I it. it I, cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Like none of that should work, but like if you don't hate the movie, it works great and it makes sense. I think that's reason number two why people can handle this movie. Was yeah, they have like this romanticized vision of what Peter Pan. Even if it's a prequel and they're told it's a prequel or a different story yeah. of how that should be. It should be like this Disney or it should look yeah. or like the plays where, you know, people are flying around on yep. cables and stuff and we only wear this green outfit and mm-hmm. it's just so romanticized. It's yeah, like, this kid's wearing you can't just this kid's wearing an A shirt and 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 uh, suspenders and like oversized pants. Like yeah. that's and that's your Peter Pan. This is like carnival. Like, very carnival, yeah. Like very carnival. steampunk. <laughs> yeah, know, it was a mix just, of yeah, steampunk with with like a bohemian craft fair <laughs> and weird CGI birds. <laughs> yeah, whoever like that was my one mm-hmm. really glaring thing. I was just like, yeah, who got to weird. make this decision? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I get, it. we're gonna have giant birds, awesome, and they're gonna be half skeleton, cool. And they're gonna have big googly eye. Ugh, why? <laughs> they do. They look like skinned Muppets. Yeah. Like I would imagine what a Muppet would look like without its its skin and not a hand. <laughs> I was just being too rational about something that's so irrational. I'm like, how yeah. do those feathers just stay on on the bones? They just yeah. have bones. Like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, it's so freaking bizarre. But it, it was still good, and it was still cool to see Peter Pan rides one at once. So we come to find out that Peter Pan is part of a prophecy, as they they always are, that he'll be, he's basically a prince. And he has a necklace the whole time of a pan flute, which is actually a key to open up a very interesting take on fairies, for sure. So, you know, Blackbeard gets the drop on them. They escape. They get caught again. I mean, it's it's just basic action it's action a, sequence. It's a big and stuff. giant chase movie. Yeah, it is a big <laughs> giant chase movie. Um, to where then they, uh, Blackbeard captures Tiger Lily and Peter, and takes them to where the fairies or the pixie. No, yeah, they were fairies. Um, to their world that he didn't know about. He finds that out from that's like that's like a one like shit bag thing that hook does is totally sells out the pixie map right to blackbeard for the the that the tribes people were hiding but well he keeps making that's like his whole thing like if they ever made a future one which they never will it's no like, how does he turn evil and he's yeah it's because he makes all these dumb bad decisions yeah they're not like scathing they're, they're just not like scathing. Eh, they're not evil you're they're just, just kind of like eh, i still like him in the moment it makes sense oh yeah oh yeah you don't ever hate him at all i mean he does the whole han solo and oh yeah i'm just leaving on my ship yeah uh, sure and then you i'm are. gonna come back yep oh to yeah totally the whole, whole han solo scene blow up the death star yep totally it's so <laughs> rad so then they so and it was i was it was cool that he could read that the fairy language, but not English. Uh, that was cool. Oh, he pan. was able. Yeah, yeah, Peter was able to, to open that up. So he opens the door to, I believe these caves, the the there's real life caves, in, I don't know if it's in Europe or Arizona, but you've seen the pictures of them. They're just huge, giant crystals the size of buildings, and that's all they. It's like you're walking in a giant geode. 
right this cave and that's where the 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 little fairies live and the fairies are like souped up lightning bugs like yeah. they're they're but there's they, like a center an obvious center yeah that mm-hmm. he wants to destroy and yep. it's yeah. so big of a cavern that you can fly two pirate ships two pirate it. yeah it's huge <laughs> two pirate spoiler alert there's gonna be two pirate ships in it <laughs> yeah blackbeard's pirate ship is so cool because it's got him on his the own ma- face his own <laughs> face on the masthead and it's got all these like protrusions on oh it's just so cool it's one it's almost cooler than some of the ones from pirates of the caribbean it was just so rad and so they go inside there and that's that's when you meet the fairy the little pixies oh we totally skipped over you meet tiktok the the alligator and the mermaids and they're awesome yeah uh alligator's huge way bigger than the one from hook and way bigger (laughs) than in the disney movie like the alligator is gigantic and you find out that Hook is afraid of alligators. Huh, go oh figure. yeah! <laughs> oh, <snap. laughs> all the little there's all the little digs through the whole movie about mm-hmm. like prefacing like future events. Lots of call like yeah, what, you're call afraid. For... Are you afraid of crocodiles? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or then he even says like, oh, and they're gonna break out of the mine. He's like TikTok, TikTok. Yep. <laughs> trying to get him to decide to make a deal. Yep. Loved it. Uh yeah, and the at first I was like, oh shit, mermaids! I think these are the scary ones. Like, nope, they were nope. scary in Harry Potter. <laughs> these aren't the scary ones. These nope. are the Claire Delavine or what? Yeah, mermaids. They're the, they're the pretty mermaids. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll use one actress to make them all. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Aunt Amanda Sieg- Siegfried played the mom. Oh, is that who? I yeah. was like, I see her in the Amanda. credits. I like, I don't recognize. Yeah, her she was the, the mom and. The fairy swarm. <laughs> oh, okay, so you can so, barely make her out. Yeah, which so, if you saw that scene on IMAX, it would oh, look God. amazing. Yeah, it would look so rad. So when they get inside this cave, I cannot for the life of me remember why he's trying to kill. Oh, because he wants the fairy power that's well, yeah, in there. Uses, that's how it keeps him young. Yeah, he uses he like basically cocaine huffs the dust and then yeah. Like, it makes him young again, or whatever yeah, that version a, of young is. It's such a weird, yeah. It's like all of a sudden you see this cre- decrepit old man, and then he puts on a, a fencing helmet and starts puffing the fairy dust, and then he pulls it up, and it's Blackbeard. Dude, it's- like weird. Like all right, cool. Okay, that's just an added element that's completely unnecessary. Because if I know anything about Neverland, you don't age while you're there, right? So, so apparently does he? he does. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently he does. <laughs> Uh, oh, and I love the callback too. It's like, you know, we we lost Peter, so he's a lost boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, bump. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the what I thought was so hilarious to defeat the fairies or to to kill off the fairies so they can get the fairy magic were goddamn flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah, that's what they kill them with. Yeah, the flamethrowers. Inside a giant crystal cave, and the fairies are just there dying. Like, why are it sounds dumb as hell? But when you see it visually, it's just like it the makes, coolest thing. Yeah, thing it ever. looks rad, it makes sense. <laughs> and then you, you you step away for a second, like, what the hell did I just watch? And then <laughs> we just see this uh, giant pirate ship just flames, flamethrowers, all angles, throw, yeah, <laughs> just, coming off just, of it, and just the fairies just dropping out of the sky. None of them are defined, like. That could have been an easy like. Let's put another famous person in here and make her, her play. Yeah, Tinker even when Bell. you see Tinkerbell, you're like, oh, it's Tinkerbell. Yeah, it's, she just they, he just says it's Tinkerbell. Like, yeah, all right, well, okay. You're, <laughs> just because she's the biggest light out of all the little fairies. 
and he could hear him talk. Yeah, she can hear him talk. Which he was the only one that can really t- communicate to her, really, anyway. Yeah. Even in the Disney one. So then they all seem all seems as all all is lost, and then you get your Han Solo mo- moment with <laughs> Captain Hook coming back with his pirate ship, and he looks rad because he's wearing like a pirate jacket now. It's blue. He's still got a cowboy hat. He's on. still got his cowboy hat on, but now it's like he's wearing a blue pirate jacket. And he comes in, and and you, know, you have your end of the movie. We find out that Peter is a prince. The fairies kind of form a person <laughs> to look like his mom. Her mom. And I love how after that scene goes, and then basically then all the, the 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 remaining pixies just go into like kill mode and just <laughs> just swarm all the pirates that they should have done at the beginning when they were right. flamethrowing everybody. <laughs> Like all of a sudden they just well it took Peter flying to like yeah get them to get them on board up, I yeah guess. I don't know and that was cool he's he because the whole movie like he's having a hard time because he flies but then he can't do it again like he learns a skill and he just can't master it and so you know what are you gonna do and then Hook gets thrown overboard to you think to his death and Peter does the mirac- miraculous self. You know, he he sacrifices himself and jumps off after him and starts to fly, carries him back up, and that's when he's able to control the pixies, and then they just decimate. He the, uses them like some pirates. kind of life force and shoots them. Yeah, love like, he it. He doesn't really do anything personally. Yep. He's just like, oh, he's able to control. Like, it's so he just controls cool. them like a yeah. <laughs> just and they just swarm them and they're like whoa, and they just get like, smacked around until they're incapacitated or what. And then, oh my God, oh, it's so great. I almost don't want to say it because I want you to see it, but it's just so good. Finally, he's got the big standoff with Blackbeard, and he looks right at him and goes, think happy thoughts. And then he does a lightning bolt at him out of fairies, and it's just, oh, it's so freaking good. God, I loved it. It was just rad. And then, I mean, because obviously you know that they go on to do the Peter Pan story after that. So... The boys are returned. Uh, Peter Pan stays in Neverland. Uh, he, he goes back and gets Nib. Well, he gets. Oh like, no, he yeah, goes. Yeah, he goes back to the orphanage and he gets his friend. Oh, but oh, then he gets all the. All he brings the, them all. Yeah. So that's you're like, oh, well, these are gonna all be, be the, the lost, lost boys. boys. Yep, exactly. And which is funny because they were already being taken there, but there's just like I said that those thousands of people who were there at first just kind of like it's. Yeah, where'd all those sound like a terrible go. place? Like so many people, but yeah, it's cool. We got rid of Blackbeard, but we didn't yeah. go back and rescue them. Nope, <laughs> maybe so, they did. Yeah, and I, and, I, and then you know the the movie just kind of ends, and, and they have the like obligatory scene, like how you know how would Captain Hook and Peter Pan hate each other? Like, what's the worst know. that could happen? Yeah, what's and then the worst? The ship that, disappears into into, into second space. star of the right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna leave you wondering what does happen because Captain Hook is presented as such a likable guy. Right, it's, it's, it goes against his character. How does he turn evil then, <laughs> and take Smee with him? Because both Smee and and Hook are like good friends with Peter. Well, what they just went through together. Like I don't foresee why they would like break apart and fight like that. Mm. But maybe it gets with Tiger Lily. Oh, maybe pandas. As he as he grows gets, up. Uh, no, oh, he doesn't I grow up. He never grows. That'd yeah, I don't know. It was it'd be way <laughs> awkward. Um, so it so it it makes a lot of questions. It's a very original take, that's for sure. I mean, it's just so. Reading some of the the criticism about it, 
one of the biggest takes was that at no point can you look if you were to just walk in and see this movie you'd have no idea you were looking at a Peter Pan movie yeah. there's nothing there's no any sort of of familiarity with the characters that you already know and you've known for a hundred years it's just so beyond what your perception is like even even the most you know off the wall crazy ass like once upon a time tv show or the descendants tv show you can look at those characters and kind of piece it together this is a little bit different even blackbeard the pirate looks just like a nightmare <laughs> like it didn't have to be blackbeard the pirate because he doesn't even have a beard <laughs> well, kind of, but yeah. I mean, he's got a little mustache and stuff, but he's definitely not. He's definitely more of a, like an effeminate, uh, kind of like a waspy, goth waspy character. Yeah. Reason so, number three people probably didn't yeah. like this movie. They're like, we've seen Hugh Jackman do all these manly things and like all these like yeah, this Wolverine was, and all these things, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this. And then, of course, he did Greatest Showman, and everybody was like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fine then, but for this movie, it was just like, oh, what happened to that guy? <laughs> yeah, this was not, um, I mean, 2015, Hugh Jackman, yeah, obviously he's been playing Wolverine for 15, already years. 15 years. Yeah, he already been doing 15 years, and that's kind of what he'd been pigeonholed into. Um, that was one of the things that that jumped out at people, too. I want to talk about why I don't get why this movie wasn't received well considering the other movies that came out the same month that it did. I was shocked about this. And the more you look at it, you can almost do a whole podcast on this weird, this like black hole of films that came out specifically in this year. Yeah. Let alone around this time. Yeah. I was like, why is this movie such trash when it's competitors were goosebumps? Yeah. The witch hunter gem in the hall. I spit on your grave three. <laughs> The Peanuts movie, yeah, <laughs> like the the last, yeah, the last Witch Hunter. Oh, I, I wrote um, down this one. I I doubt it got a theatrical release, but Samurai Cop Two. <laughs> yeah, Samurai Cop Two, <laughs> Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. Yeah, so like not like, like all the horrible like. I th- <laughs> uh, Crimson Peak was around this time, um, which was a very underrated film as well. Um, just. It's just a really weird, just a really weird black hole of of films, which out around of, this time. most of those movies, I will say, I did go see The Witch Hunter, which <laughs> that's like the last like Witch Nicolas Hunter? Cage duping me every time. Like, oh, I'll go see it because it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> he could play a witch hunter. Why not? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and be believable. <laughs> yeah, there's just such a weird... And then even around that time anyway, you had films like um, Juniper or Jupiter Ascending or Jupiter Rising. Um, there was another one too that was just... Just nothing was hitting 2015 for some reason. In movies in this period in that time period um bizarre but so you've got a movie with so you've got peter pan which again we just had one in 2003 so that's 12 years but still that one was so good but again no one really saw that one either and then of course you've got hook 
which, which everybody's seen, which everybody has seen. I was never growing up. I was never really a big fan of Hook. I really wasn't. I, I to me, it was just so beyond. And I guess I was just maybe like a year or two too old for it. But like, because I know that some of the younger guys that are a couple years younger than us really liked it. They loved Rufio and all that stuff. And I don't. It just didn't. I don't know. Maybe just that's not what I was looking at for at the time. But um, I really liked. Dustin Hoffman in that movie, like yes, that was my favorite part. Was yeah. his, his version of Captain Hook? It yeah. was very, very piratey, very very like, piratey and very. But that I like the effeminate pirate piratey. <laughs> yeah, like you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, Johnny Depp was kind of more of an aloof type, but just really dainty and and and. F- which is completely opposite of real life pirates. So it's real. Right. The fact that we romanticize pirates is kind of gross for how terrible freaking garbage people they were. Right. <laughs> They're just god awful. But um, it's it's nice to have just you know that that's how I like my pirates a little bit more more frilly, and so that's why I liked the Blackbeard in this and and like. Hugh Jackman didn't have to go that hard for this at all. Like oh, yeah. you could tell, he just well, like co- there's no reason. Well, coming back, kind of like what you said at the beginning when you first see him coming out to Teen Spirit, and yeah. you're kind of like, oh, is he just phoning this in? Or yeah. But then, like when he finds out, and there's that whole scene when Pan wakes up uh-huh. after he flew, and like, and he's like, th- talks about the legend, uh-huh. which you say, like we say, it's like so cliche, like you're the chosen one or whatever. But just the lines in there and how he delivers them, and it's like, is it true? Like, are you here to kill me, Peter? And like, it's yeah. just so like, like tears yeah. in his eyes almost, and just like it's very serious. And yes, like, yeah, he totally like. And, are they, you... and, they, and it's in the preview. Like, I don't know why they should have left that out of the preview, but like even like that's because it's one of the best scenes. Probably is why they stuck it in the preview. What that scene? And yeah. then Peter's like, oh, I don't believe in. I don't believe in fairy fairy tales. tales. Yep. And. It's just so good. He has another scene with him where he's talking about, um, you know, well, maybe if you are not the guy, you know, I mean, you, maybe if you aren't the guy, well, maybe that's just enough. Like, you don't have to be the guy. Right. Yeah. He says, maybe if you're, yeah, maybe if you're not the guy, well, maybe that's enough. <laughs> I, that, I wrote that down because I thought it was freaking great. Uh, that was so that that really spoke to me because like you know you don't have to be this big great amazing thing you know you can yeah. just be you and that's enough because from a personal standpoint i i deal with that a lot like i think in my head like man i should be doing this 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 and this be doing great things i've easily I, even like before we went on air you were talking about the stuff that you're doing at work because, you know, you and I work at the same place. Mm-hmm. Like, I look up to you and am envious of your career insanely amount. More more than I should. Because why? You worked hard for it. You deserve it. You earned all that. And you you absolutely, like, I couldn't think of a, a nicer, more equipped person to, for those accolades. On the flip side, you can't help but think, like, you know, why? You know, it, it is a jealousy thing. But it's more of like, man, I wish I applied myself. And maybe I didn't, or maybe I did. I don't know. Um, maybe it's just the luck of the draw. But that doesn't, you know, diminish anything of what you've done. Right. And going back to this line of, you know, maybe you aren't the guy, and but maybe that's just enough. Like, 
that really spoke to me. That's why I wrote it down because, yeah, it, you don't have to just do all these crazy, cool, amazing things and just be the king turd and just be yourself. And that's cool. And that's that's enough. So I, I, I really – that message I took away from it because – there's that a, was a really good message, I thought. Yeah, and there's a lot of quotable stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that, like, one of the critics' things about it is, like, oh, the script is just, like, it's nothing new. It's not good. It's Oh, no, I thought this it whole was tro- Like, this whole thing has just all been done script-wise, even yeah. though any, everything on the screen is nothing you've seen from a Peter Pan movie ever. Yeah. And, like, but if people, like, really love this movie – and were you know had watched it several times over people would be saying those lines right mm-hmm. now just like any other movie instantly get quotable oh yeah like I, so good. I did like you did and i wrote down one too where pan's talking to tiger lily and yeah. she's like there's the scene where he he's like he can't he's saying he can't do he can't yeah. do it like mm-hmm. he keeps trying to fly and he just falls on his face uh-huh and she says what if you fail to try what are you then yeah and so it's you know it's like I don't know. It just I, hit me. It's like, oh, no, that's well, if you correct. don't try, then you're you never going to go anywhere. You will never go anywhere. Exactly. So, yeah. Because he's just like, I can't do it. And he's like basically giving up at mm-hmm. that point. But No, there's th- those lines are really good. Captain Hook just chews that scenery. Like he, when, when he's not on the, you, you either want Blackbeard or, or Captain Hook on the screen because both of them are just absolutely fantastic. In their characters. I think all the characters, for the most part, like if I liked them all, but I think if there was any weaker one, it's actually Pan himself just because he's a kid mm-hmm. and he just doesn't have that but you don't, experience you don't, and you don't need it. Like that's not don't. his, that's not what he's there for. But exactly. Like, like if you look at the other characters individually, they just. Awesome. It's awesome. Even Tiger Lily with all the mm-hmm. things that people yeah. have to say about that. But like. I, I specifically going in like reading about it before I watched the movie like oh this is you know this is a thing like mm-hmm. they wanted a Native American and you know and that was a big deal and it makes sense but then it just totally if you're just sense. watching her from the acting perspective of what she's doing it's it's really good mm-hmm. like see I didn't hear anything about that at all before I saw it the first time yeah me neither never once it wasn't until <laughs> after the fact when you start to think about it like oh okay um I thought it was a very interesting and very, like, refreshing take on, like, the savage tribal character. These This was literally, like, a group of people. Just like the, the miners and the pirates were. They were all different races. Each one. I mean, just so much detail went into this. And it's kind of a shame because there's just such good stuff here. Yeah. Really good. It just doesn't. It just never comes together. Like, it, I mean, this isn't something that I'm going to watch forever, but I always liked this movie. I was always fond of it. And like that's what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. This was specifically a movie that I wanted to walk, to, to cover because I felt that it did need like a bigger audience than it got because there's some good stuff here. And it's, and it's a shame because it does seem like it doesn't ever know. It's got all the right pieces. It's got all the right parts. Maybe, maybe Runa Mara, uh, 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 Rooney Mara, Mara Rooney, Mara Rooney. No, it's Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe she wouldn't. And, and I get that. And that's probably a better thing. Even if you have your entire your your Pinterest tribe that you've got. Yeah, Tiger Lily is just a few 
Well, with supposed to be Native American yeah. characters. Well, with all that, the the glare that they still see is like, oh well, the the four leads are all they're all white. Co- yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're all, all Caucasian. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like the, I mean, yeah, it's it's a whole multitude of people, but of any anybody with real substance of a character, they're not there, and yeah. I, I get that. I, to, yeah, for sure. That that that's definitely a problem. So it makes you wonder. So. I did see the names of a couple people that uh, were were in the running for it. Yeah, and it was one was a uh, I can't the lady from Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. So if she had been, Oko- I believe she's the one who plays Okoye. The young, yeah. What's her? I can't remember her yeah, name. Yeah. The Yango or Yango. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She uh, like if she had been Tiger Lily, would there have, like she was would have been a more well received movie, you know, I, or would they? <laughs> I don't think it would have been a more well received movie. I just think that it just would have been not an issue at the time yeah Yeah. um because again all those movies that were coming out at that time it was just such a a a low point for films in general almost for the whole year i'm gonna do some more research on the 2015 movies because i think there's a lot more there (laughs) that i think we can enjoy like this will be like (laughs) we could cover a whole year of a whole yeah exactly (laughs) like an offshoot what happened in 2015 yeah (laughs) on why it was so i mean everybody was too interested in it and i have no idea the election was a year away. <laughs> I, I have no idea what was going on in 2015. I think, but, uh, like, another thing, like, that makes this film so awesome is, like, so you got all the action and you got the vibrancy and, like, of all the colors and just all the stuff that's just so far out there that you've never seen. But then, this, like, it has all the things, like you said, but somehow it misses the mark. Like, the score is amazing. The guy who wrote the the soundtrack... Yeah, the score is really cool. I it's mean, got good music. Other than the two songs that don't fit, they they, they don't like fit. They Teen did, Spirit and then Blitz the, Creek, Blitz Creek Pop. Yeah. yeah, unnecessary. But it's just like at first I thought this was going to be oh this is going to be a musical from right? now on, and I was excited. And then we never <laughs> it was really just that. It, it was, was just those, those two. two little brief things. Damn it, because <laughs> I liked. It. I mean, they fit, but like they don't really fit. It was it, like it, I was like, why are they singing this song? I don't. Yeah, like. I mean, if they want to sing a song, great, because, you know, he shows up and yeah. he's got more b- slaves it to just add to seemed, the thing. Yeah, it just but seemed like, like a really odd song that, that song? slaves would be singing. <laughs> right? Yeah, but And not because of the disconnect between that world and that song. Yeah. Like, it could have been a modern song, but just yeah, I'm, something I'm else. No pro- I have no problems with modern songs in period pieces. I mean... <laughs> I mean, you, Night's you, Tale. That's like. exactly like that. It's <laughs> absolutely amazing. And there's no, I, I, I never had any problem with that. But it's got to fit the scene. Yeah. And, and it, it was I, a weird. To me, yeah. it was like, oh, the director, it almost seemed like he just put those two songs in the movie because he really liked them or something. I, I think that, my guess is that's <laughs> what it was. And I can't, you know, after having it used in Moulin Rouge, it's just such, you can't, there's other songs if you yeah. want to do that. It's too. In and itself is a good song, and then it just will always be synonymous with Moulin Rouge to me. That you can't really like pick. There's plenty of other tunes you could go with. Right. Yeah, it's a shame that this didn't really take off. Um, I would have liked to have seen something, maybe a sequel. You know, it wouldn't have been as good. It wouldn't have been as the budget wouldn't have been as big, obviously. But it would have been cool to see more of Captain Hook and more of 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 Smee and Peter. And Tiger Lily, and just to see why, like what happens now, right? What causes them to break up? Because th- that that dude was a killer, Captain Hook. I can't. Y'all gotta 
yeah, it's it's good stuff. It is so good. But yeah, that's who I kept seeing when he was doing that. Was he's just doing bones from Star Trek? And it's brilliant. <laughs> Such a different take on it, which is cool. I mean, I guess when your main protagonists are pirates, and you have to be against pirates, you can't be a pirate yourself as well. Right? There's too much pirates. <laughs> too many pirate and pirates. Western guy and cowboy, which cowboy. again matches because if you don't age there, unless you're Blackbeard, then yeah, it would make sense that you would have people from all from all over creation at that point, which is something that I don't think has ever really been well, it'd be cool, explored like, if they much. Know, they could explore more of his backstory. They kind of hint on it. Like, you know, he's like, cause he asks pan asks him repeatedly, like if he's an orphan and, uh-huh. and he's like, and then he like says he's lied about his mom yeah. and like all this stuff, but you don't really know how he got there. Hmm. Like, you get how the kids end up there. Yeah, they just are being stolen. Yeah, but like, how does a middle-aged man exactly end up in this mine? Yeah, because these miners, these <laughs> slaves, aren't just—they're not all boys, right? At all. So I, I have no idea. I, and it's funny too. The the Joe, uh, I believe it was Joseph Wright or Joe Wright that directed this. He did some other really good stuff that is like really a kind of artsy fartsy type fair. And so this one is just a little bit different. And I feel like like he did Atonement. Yeah. And he did a couple others. Uh, Pride and Prejudice, I believe yeah. he did. So he did both those with Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. And then he which, did Anna of Karenina. Yeah. So he's doing all these period pieces and these dark, heavy things. I feel like, okay, he's going to have some fun. And he just kind of put as much wackadoo stuff that he wanted in the film and just add a turned it into a little playground and right. it, it worked for He's him. He's like, I just want to have fun. He did. And he, <laughs> he really just to the point of letting your guard down and kind of letting things go a little bit too beyond the pale, but it's still a fun film. It's still, it, it still works. It, this is definitely in the genre. There, there, there's a series of films that every time you, if you ever dig through like a dump bin at a grocery store of DVDs <laughs> or click around on like one of the seedier pages on Netflix, You'll always come across movies that were that Disney and other other companies have since made them pretty much timeless. But since the characters are in the public domain, you can kind of do whatever the hell you want with them, yeah, and use them for your own purposes. Uh, Peter Pan, a lot of the early Disney characters like Pinocchio and um. It's not Disney, but like Wizard of Oz, and, and all these films, you can get you can you, they're public domain. You can do what you want with them, so you always always see these types of of movies of these. Uh, what was it? Um, only some of Sherlock Holmes is public domain, and some of it's not. <laughs> like certain things of it, certain certain aspects of them aren't public domain. It's just so weird. But so to me, this is really like. You know, it's it's an off-brand, off-brand film, <clears throat> like a lot of these, and they're mostly they're always they're always animated. They're always full of like B-list celebrities, <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it, but this one was this one was a diamond, definitely in the rough. Is one that like it, it's worth seeing because you're gonna see things that you've never seen before. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of sad that. You have those movies like that and mm-hmm. with those public domain type things. and But because it's been 
done so greatly or mm-hmm. so overly done by Disney or some mm-hmm. big company like that that you can't ever retell that story and be as successful. Correct. Yeah, there's nothing you're going to bring to the Unless bit. Disney does it again. You know? Correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, you're, you're, <laughs> like, you're not going to be able to tell it as well, but if you try hard enough like this guy did, you can bring something different to the to the screen that you've never really seen before or if you have seen it before, not like this. Specifically the airplane versus the pirate ship chase. <laughs> so, oh god, I want to go home and watch that scene again. It's just so good. My only complaint is that it's not long enough. That I, I could have seen <laughs> I I want to see more of that pirate like ship plane. 5 minutes less of time of them trying to figure out where the boys that are at the over, orphanage are disappearing every night. Yeah, like <laughs> they, that that they uh, could have explained that away in like the yeah, first the correct. scene. Yep. Um <laughs> But I mean, it, it, yeah, it is a kind of. It could have been longer, so it was a nice, like, just kind of a slow burn to get to the good stuff. It takes some time. It's like twenty minutes in before you finally, before Blackbeard finally comes out and you do his thing because it's, it's long. But it's so cool. You see, you you see the the pirate ship chase, and then you see the big bubbles that you kind of the the, the water fantastical bubbles. world basically. Yeah, From it looks really giant cool. perspective. Yeah, I wish I could have seen it on IMAX. That's a shame that they didn't do it that way. But um, well, they probably just—I mean, I don't know how much more it costs to put a movie onto IMAX, but I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> no idea. But um, so Pan, 2015, Hugh Jackman, and some people who are awesome <laughs> that <laughs> should be household names because their 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 scenes are so good. And it's a shame that they're not. So, uh, any parting words there, Mr. Jeremiah Campbell? Uh, just, it's a good, fun movie. You know, it's not like any pan you've ever seen. I would say it is not for yeah. for people like don't take the critic re- reviews where they just say it's it's been done. It's it's like old hat it's it just, is not old hat. It's, there's it's, it's very fam- different and there's familiar tropes, but this is. This is wackadoo, yeah, and it is fun. Totally new take on it, yeah. For 2015, yeah. for 2000, yeah. The boy, the his Peter Pan. There is like he does, he's got personality to him, and I really like that. I. It's I not re- like watching the first Harry Potter, and you're like, you watch it the first time in the theater, and, and it's you're like amazing. that was cool. But then you think about it, and you're like, God, those kids suck at acting. Yeah, you watch it. Yeah, and you it, watch it now. I mean, they're like, great God. now, but it took them eight movies yeah. to get that good yeah it is kind of odd i mean <laughs> and i'm glad that they they did pick with kids that really weren't actor actors because they were acting like you know they, there was some realness there but but this kid he's got some good this scenes. kid is cool he's got some good stuff yeah he's he 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 he's he's got some charisma and he's really cool it's the exact i i don't know why but the the, the most one of the most annoying act type archetype of kid actors is like the kid from Muppets Treasure Island. Like he just bothers the hell out of me. <laughs> or the boy from from uh Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like there's just something about them that are just so boring and so I, I don't know. I don't I don't want to brag on these kids because Tyler Lautner? No, 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 no. No, the no the the, the boy. Like oh. not 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 Taylor Lautner. No, just the the main kid. Like I don't know. I I don't want to go down this road because they, <laughs> they're doing something that I'll never get to do. But I don't. 
I don't know. Maybe just because to this day, the falsetto or the, the soprano singing from Muppets Treasure Island just gets under my skin when I think about it. Um, and it's, I guess, the pirates from this movie reminded me of them. But uh, Pan is such an amazing film. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm glad we finally got to do it. It was funny. I, I wanted to challenge myself this week. I didn't plan on any movie. I was going to wait till I got off work today. I, I had three hours, four hours from when I got off work to when we were due at the studio. It's like, I don't, I'm, I'm going to go into this blind. I'm going to pick a movie. I'm going to watch it. And I want to talk about my first, first, uh, first thoughts. I want to try something different today. And then you call me and say, Hey, what are you doing? You're recording tonight. And you wanted to get, you wanted to get in. It's like, yeah, let's get you in on. And, uh, and then you picked this. I'm like, oh, good, sweet. It was on my list. <laughs> well, and we finally we, got to cross well, it off because we ticked yeah, that off the list. We did. And there's not much left. There really <laughs> isn't much left. Speed Racer and um, there was another one that was on there. But um, yeah, Speed Racer is the next big one. But I might save that one for like a red letter episode. Uh, so with that. Um, Pan is awesome. Watch it. You'll like it. Um, if anything, for Hugh Jackman and Captain Hook's role, absolutely amazing. Uh, some, some quick announcements. Uh, if you haven't heard, you guys, we're on Redbubble now. We have the Be Kind Rewind merchandise. You can get hoodies, T-shirts, hats, I believe, face masks so you don't get the Rona. Um, emblazoned. Over the chest area with the Be Kind Rewind VHS logo, as well as the animated uh, the animated logo drawn by the amazing Crystal Moore. So, nice. Uh, if you, yeah, it's cool. Um, so check that stuff out. The link will be, you know, the, the link is on the website and all the different things. Just check us out on all your the show here on all your streaming sites um, on the Redbubble. On the Be Kind Rewind page, there's also the links to other great merchandise from other shows here. On the Eavesdrop Network, you can get the uh, We Do Keanu, Overbooked, the Genuine Wrestling Boys uh, merchandise, amongst many other shows. Uh, I believe Fun and Sobriety is on there. Um, So definitely check that stuff out. Um, If you can, give us us some feedback. We'd love that as well. Trust me, I want to hear what you have to say. I never got any good feed. We never really got much feedback from our unkind rewind. <laughs> and I don't think I, I advertised it enough that we made fun of movies you love. So uh, we might do another unkind rewind in the next couple months just because. Maybe they just couldn't handle it. They just yeah, <laughs> it's like, They were so uh, filled with rage. I'm too angry to comment. I can't write a letter. <laughs> I can't even type. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, if you haven't noticed shows will probably start dropping not on Fridays but probably back on Tuesdays Um, just like not unlike Full House uh, in the middle of the 90s with TGIF sometimes you have to shake things up so I think we're going to be sliding to the Tuesday slot which I'm excited for that's a good that's a good night because uh, people are busy on Fridays but they got time to listen to some podcasts on Tuesdays Quarantine podcast podcast time. Quarantine podcast time. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out Pan Jeremiah. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Anytime, man. Sweet. Um, 
we will be back next week. Um, got some good stuff coming on. You've heard me talk about it back and f- uh, off and on for a long time now, and I'm thinking it's happening. We will be doing. I'm I'm, I'm using the 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 secret method that we learned. <laughs> I haven't. I, I found the, the copy of the secret at the thrift store. And I want to watch because I want to cover it on the show. <laughs> the secret. Well, now that there's a theatrical movie coming out about it. Of the secret? Yeah. Is got, there really? Yeah, it's got Katie Holmes and. Of course it and, does. And uh, I forgot the other big name. That's hilarious. It's like, not Matt. I want to say Matthew McConaughey, but that's not who it is. Mm, I don't it's know. Somebody else. The but, secret. Yeah, I was like, that's but they're hilarious. doing a theatrical release. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so. It is happening. The live show, uh, live show is happening. Um, so, thank you all much for listening. We love you. Remember, if you're gonna be kind, you want, if you're gonna have a rewind, you might as well be kind. Uh, don't forget to check out some other great shows here on this, on this network. We love you. And we'll see you next time.